This is the Rolling with Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, a.k.a. Tay, and this is episode 16. And my guest for this episode is, he's a star, guys. <laughs> he's a star. <laughs> <laughs> it is Joff, a.k.a. Riding with Joff on YouTube. Everyone, please go subscribe to his channel. Thank you for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Man, um... So when I first started cycling, when I, you know, um, I was Googling and YouTubing and I came across your channel and I was like, who is this guy <laughs> that is recording his rides and um, the, the commentary? It, it, I was just amazed. Then some years, well, not some years, but maybe like a year or two later, um, we actually rode together. I was like, yo, this is this is pretty dope that I'm riding with you and you're this big YouTube star. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you when I first met you, you were really cool. I mean, you're still cool, but like you were, you know, just a regular guy, you know, from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Originally from Harlem. Oh, originally from Harlem. Yeah, I, I was yeah from Harlem, and then moved to the Bronx when I was about uh, thirteen, and then only for the last six years have I lived in Brooklyn. So every now and again, I'll get someone who just found my content, and they'll comment like, "Hey, man, I also live in the Bronx," and I'm like, "I haven't lived in the Bronx in like almost six years," you know. So. Oh yeah, you know what? I do remember you mentioning the Bronx in your videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. That's what's up. That's pretty cool. Well, we can get right into it. Um, what got you into cycling as an adult? So, um, you know, as a kid, always rode my bike. And um, then my mom bought a couple folding bikes. This is like 20, 2011. So then 2012. I did my first tour to Bronx. I did the 40 mile and I was just like really just beaten up over that. But it was a good segue into cycling, like on the street and all that good stuff. And 2013, I bought my first road bike. So that was the Volano Shadow. And that's what really got me into it. My mom buying that bike and I've always loved cycling anyway. In Northeast Bronx, where I grew up, like my teenage years and my early 20s was just a good place for me to uh, just a good place to ride. Not too much traffic. It's not like Brooklyn where it's like just so tight. You know, the Bronx is pretty easy. Yeah. I, uh, we did a ride not too long ago um, throughout the boroughs and the Bronx, we had no problem. But once we got to Brooklyn, <laughs> it's yeah, like, no. what? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Coming off the Brooklyn Manhattan Bridge is just nuts. I, and I'm like, I thought Brooklyn was supposed to be this like bike friendly. It was from the 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 drivers to the pedestrians. It was just, oh my gosh! I was like, what what's going on, Brooklyn? <laughs> I know it's it, you know I, it's a lot of transplants in Brooklyn too. So you know the people that live in the Bronx they're from New York. They know what's going on in Brooklyn. You have tons of transplants, especially. You know, my area, Flatbush, Crown Heights and those gentrifying areas, just people on their phone 
thinking that they're in the middle of Ohio, but it's it's just it's just just wild how people just do not pay attention to the road at all. It bugs me out. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> they don't look up from their phone. They just walk across the street. It's 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 crazy. Um. All right. Cool. And I I have like a similar start in cycling as well. I brought a folding bike in 2017, and also did the Tour de Bronx. <laughs> that's that's the gateway to cycling. <laughs> I think it's the only free tour in New York City. Yeah, uh, I hope it comes back. I hope so too. I've been really um, waiting for that to come back. I think 20, 2018 may have been the last one. Yeah. I think so because 2019, I believe there was a storm. Yeah. And then, of course, 2020. So, yeah. if anybody that's working on the Twitter Bronx listens to this episode, please <laughs> bring it back <laughs> for us. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. So, then what inspired you to start vlogging your cycling adventures throughout the city? Um, so I used to tell my friends about stuff that I would see and um, they're like, man, you should like video it and this and that. And I, I didn't really care to like take my phone out and take a video of things. But then I started and if you go on my YouTube channel, one of the first videos is me riding around Central Park with my phone like angled up to record and it looks like I'm riding underwater. So that's like uh, maybe April of 2015 or so. Then um, summer of 15 comes through. I graduated college, looking for a job. So I'm home all day. And um, I had this poster on my wall uh, of a motorcycle. And I was just, like looking up how to ride a motorcycle. So I'm just on YouTube, like watching these motorcycle videos. And these guys would have uh, these videos of them, like riding bikes, motorcycles, first person point of view. And I was like, oh, that would be pretty cool to do as a YouTube channel, but just as a, you know, cyclist. So that's how I got started. Mm, nice. And I've yeah. actually come across some of those videos as well. Um, when looking at, um, like, GoPro videos. So I'll mm -hmm. see some cycle, uh, motorcyclists just uh, narrating their ride. Um. Uh, no, that's pretty cool. And by yeah. the way, I love your commentary. <laughs> with, <laughs> with your... I'm just telling people what's on my mind, you know. <laughs> so, but you not only do like, you know, your fun weekend rides, you also do your commute to work, right? Mm -hmm. So you just do everything. Anytime yes. you're on the bike. Yes, I would record um, pretty much all my rides. Um, I haven't recorded for a good bit. Like, I haven't recorded or edited anything for a good bit. Um, I was talking to an old coworker, uh, a new coworker of mine. I just switched jobs at the top of the year. And she's like, yeah, you should get back to cycling, uh, cycle vlogging. So I bought a new microphone, and it's just been sitting on my kitchen table for, like, two months now. So <laughs> I, I'm eventually going to put it on the helmet and, you know, get it all set back up. But. I I really do have plans to get back into cycle vlogging. It's it it takes a lot of your time and a lot of your energy. It's a lot of raw content to go through. Mm -hmm. 
you know, my old commute to the financial district was only a half hour or even less. So that was pretty easy to go through. My new commute is about 45 minutes. And then if you're talking about commuting from Brooklyn to Kensico Dam, which is 35 miles or so each way, you're taking hours of raw content and trying to condense it into 10 minutes. And, you know, it does take a lot to do that. Yeah. And, and keep everything kind of coherent and keep a flow to the story that's that's sensible and you know you know when you're on the bike you're just you know shooting the bull with your friends making sure none of that commentary gets into the video exactly so <laughs> <laughs> you know they canceling everyone out here man I, I can't get canceled <laughs> I got bills to pay <laughs> um but you know what too someone so I have um a GoPro and I have it on my helmet and someone asked me they were like are you recording for safety reasons and at the time I looked at her like no but I thought about it I'm like you know what yeah I should also record for safety reasons is that another reason too that you record or I mean just um, I, I literally just had a conversation over the weekend with a friend of mine while cycling. And she's like, yeah, you should probably just keep it on either way, you know, even if you're not editing the footage, you know, you never know if you get into an accident or whatever, which is, um, you know, a good point. Because uh, just craziness out here in New York City, you know, you never know when things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, you see some wild stuff and you're like, damn, should I have my GoPro on. Should have had my GoPro. <laughs> Man, you don't know how many times I had my GoPro on my helmet and everything you're saying wild happened. And I was like, Man, I got that on camera. And then I'll go back and look later and I'm like, oh, this died like three minutes before that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's part of the gig, it is what it is. Yeah. So earlier you said you have a mic, a new mic sitting on your kitchen table. Mm-hmm. What other equipment do you have like what is your gear so it's pretty it's pretty basic you know uh helmet gopro strap uh microphone mic adapter so the microphone i have um is a cheap one it's called like movo or something like that it's a lapel mic it's only 15 dollars off of amazon um comes with the adapter and that goes straight into the gopro so it, it goes into the uh, charging, the charging port. Uh, microphone runs down closer to where the buckle is of your helmet. Uh, spend the extra $10 to get a windscreen for the microphone. Because mm-hmm. once the winter time rolls around, that really, really cold air causes the, um, the mic to cut in and out. I think it's the density of the air. So like mm-hmm. traveling fast through the air, the air is dense. It causes the mic to cut in and out a lot. So that that windscreen on the mic helps a lot. Um, so that's on the that's on the helmet. And then for editing software, I have Adobe Premiere. I've been using that since 2015 when I first started editing videos. I don't have anything like too crazy or sophisticated when it comes to like my camera and my my editing setup. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, cool. Yeah, I just have the GoPro. <laughs> I have <laughs> none of that other stuff. 
you know, like nowadays, so I started in 2015 editing videos and nowadays, seven years later, there's all kind of editing apps. And mm-hmm. I mean, like your phone is so powerful. Like I personally haven't done it on the phone. I'm just so used to doing everything on the computer. But like it's it's like nuts where cycling and just te- technology in general has gone since I've started cycling and since I've started editing videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it definitely has. And I, I'm going to be honest, like, I'm kind of the lazy editor. <laughs> so <laughs> I have the app, my GoPro app, Quick. I believe it's called Quick. Mm-hmm. They'll pick some clips for me, and I'm like, ah, oh, those work. <laughs> if they don't, it, then I have to go it, in and edit it. It automatically selects it for you? Yeah, so once you tell them, you could do, so you could do, like, one long clip, or mm-hmm. you can do multiple clips, and they'll pick clips for you yeah that's um that's interesting yeah but sometimes the clips aren't they don't you know I I want different clips so I have to go in and manually pick them and highlight the ones I want so you know right right that's um yeah 2015 I don't think they were doing that (laughs) (laughs) Pick your own damn clips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, I'm telling you, go through hours of raw content and, you know, I would have to, I would, like, kind of remember the ride, so I kind of knew where the good stuff was. And, mm-hmm. you know, kind of think about, like, your personal ride, riding from, you know, in the Bronx, so a bit shorter than me, but from the Bronx to Kensico Dam, mm-hmm. how long and boring that is. Like, no one wants to see you, like, just huffing and puffing, you know, on an open road people just want to see like the juicy stuff like in a quick quick manner that's still coherent and all that good stuff yeah yeah i um well as you know the batteries die quick so Mm -hmm. i'm always like just a few minutes here all right a few minutes there a few minutes there a few minutes there and hopefully i have something but um My battery will die. Like you said, I think I got something, and nope, <laughs> it's not even turning on. Look, at one point, I was carrying like six extra batteries with me. I think I should have mentioned that with the equipment <laughs> list. That's why my saddlebag is so large because I have extra batteries. And, you know, a battery, a battery in a GoPro 4 Silver will last about an hour 40. But yeah. if you're like starting, stopping, and starting, and stopping, and that's going to shrink. Yeah. So I would have to, and so this is kind of like why I've t- taken a break because I've missed just getting on the bike, hitting start in Wahoo and just getting on the bike and going wherever. Yeah. You know, you're managing the batteries, the GoPro. Oh, do I have enough space? Do I have enough batteries? Did I charge my batteries the night before? I can only charge like three or five batteries at a time. Do I have enough space on the computer when I come back from the ride? It, it's a lot, you know, so you know, people who daily vlog, I mean, shout out to them because it's, it takes a lot to be able to put that content up daily and also have a normal nine-to-five job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sure, sure does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what do you enjoy most about cycling and documenting your, your rides? Cycling, um, I'm a huge, um, I'm a huge 
auto racing fan, so like anything that goes fast, I like it. So going fast on the bike is always fun. Going fast through the corners, um, catching people through the corners, I always think is cool because that's kind of like who has the most guts to do that. Like those type of things, I find like really really fun on the bike. You know, mm-hmm. just pushing it to the limit. And then recording videos, I would say the best part about being in the YouTube space was like recording is fun, right? It's kind of like a science project where you collect your data and then you have to go back to the lab and analyze the data. Analyzing the data was like editing the video. To me, that's the least favorite part of it. Mm-hmm. But then producing the content and then interacting with people on YouTube and people kind of, it, it's, it's crazy how I could ride with someone and this actually happened i rode with someone in 2017 to this guy's house in rockaway and then i rode to his house again in 2020 and someone remembered that i rode to his house in 2017 like they kind of gave like a a decent description of what the video had entailed Mm. that's that's pretty crazy because that was a three-year-old video you know and just just the people i've met like you and Ivan and others that I've that I've met over the years, uh, Ray, DJ Ray, who's you know on Instagram, part time DJ, part time cyclist, just like so many people I've met over the years, and actually became really good friends with them mm-hmm. to the point where we could talk about non cycling things and you know seek advice. Like to me, that's like the best part of being the content, being a content creator, the people I've met over the years. Yeah. And, you know, you're inspiring people. Yeah, I get those messages every now and again. Someone would say, man, I saw you on Strava or you posted a picture on Instagram of your bike and it got me thinking, man, maybe I should go for a bike ride today. Like stuff like that is always nice to hear. It's always great to hear someone is getting on their bike. Mm-hmm. Do you have any cycling goals? Um hit 5,000 miles a year and lose weight. <laughs> That's usually what it is. Um, during 2020, I lost 37 pounds from cycling and changing up my diet. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, I, that's, so that's when I bought my current bike, the giant PCR. Bought that in May of 2020. And, and uh, you know, I gained a ton of weight in 2019. I was like 235. And I got myself down to about like 197 at one point. Um, literally just cycling 200 miles a week. So that was a goal of mine for 2020. Nowadays, it's more like a buck 50 a week. If I could do that, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm, cause I'm, you know, going to the office. I don't have as much time to ride my bike now, but, yeah. um, I, my yearly goal is always lose weight via cycling and try to hit 5,000 miles a year. <laughs> 5,000 5, miles a year. Uh, it's, it's July, and a lot of guys I follow, they've already hit 5,000. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes, I follow some, too, and I'm like, whoo. But, you know, you could do it. And, I mean, those uh, guys got, you know, what's the what's the thing? Um, the trainers? Oh, um, yes. What's the yes. online game? Oh, uh, Zwift. Um, Zwift, yes. Yeah, a lot of those guys. So all these guys, they've already gone through a thousand miles by February 1st. And it's like, well, yes, I yes. ain't catching you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you do not have a trainer? 
I do not have a trainer. I don't have Zwift. I have none of that stuff. And I probably should get some of that stuff. You know, in the wintertime, when it's pouring out raining, you're like, dang, I want to go for a ride. Yeah, I know. Swift. I know. Trust me. Every every December, I'm like, I don't really need that. And then February rolls around. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and then of course the price goes up, and you can't find them. Yep. Yep. Mm Hmm. Uh, but good luck with your goal. Thanks. (laughs) Mine is just to hit the year that I'm in. So this year is 2,022 miles. Oh. <laughs> you know, keep it simple. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. Keep it simple. That's not that's not bad. Uh, yeah. Um. So, any advice for cyclists wanting to start a YouTube channel and start documenting their cycling journey, like you? Yeah. So, um, I would say you don't have to go and buy the most expensive GoPro. My GoPro is, um, you know, again, it's the Hero 4 Silver that came out in maybe 2015 or so. I bought it in 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, So you don't need the most expensive stuff. You just have to be able to tell a story pretty much as if the person watching it was with you and they could follow what's going on. And um, uh, um, Strava is good. Uh, a lot of the time people would ask, Oh, where are you? Where did you go? What's your route? So I, I started putting, I started to put the Strava route in the description that Strava route of the day. So people mm. could follow it turn by turn. And I think on Strava, you could download someone else's route. I, I can't remember if you could do that or not. I think you can. Okay. So, you know, you could do that. I was watching someone's YouTube channel once and he's going up to Kensico Dam and he couldn't figure out how to get past, um, I think it was Scarsdale. So mm. it, it gets a little funny over there. You have to go on the regular street and then go back onto the path. And he couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, oh, man, come on. You're like right there. <laughs> and he just, he just couldn't figure it out. And I don't know if he watched my video and was trying to mimic the route, but he just couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, only if he like downloaded the route to his, um, to his head unit or whatever, like mm. that would not have been a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely. You don't need the most expensive stuff. You don't need anything too crazy. Uh, log your rides through Strava and share it with people because that keeps people interested. Respond to people's comments on the YouTube page because when you when you have a smaller channel, people, I guess, won't watch it as much. But if you mm-hmm. can, you know, interact with your viewers, that's a good thing. You might even meet them in person. I've I've had people just come up to me out of nowhere like hey how you doing blah blah blah. and and i'm like it it feels kind of awkward at times because they know a lot about you but you you know nothing about them like 30 seconds ago you were kind of just on the side minding your own business and now you have someone talking to you (laughs) and i don't mean that in a bad way i just mean it catches you off guard so if you are going to start some kind of social media anything in this case cycling you know a tip is that's going to happen. And, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, don't be a dick on the internet because people will find you. <laughs> right. Seriously. <laughs> like, for real. Like, I, I have personal stories of guys 
trash talking me. And then I saw them on 9W and they didn't say anything. Like, like we looked right at each other. And it's like, you had all that to say. Why don't you turn your bike around and say it to my face? But, you know, that's, I'm asking for too much. Listen, people say anything over the internet. And then in person, it's like nothing. It's quiet. Cricket quiet. <laughs> <laughs> that's where our world has gone to. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. It, it, it has. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. I think I saw you before we did that ride to Kensico Dam. Um, uh, in the Bronx on the West Side, we you know we saw each other on the West Side. I think this is after the ride though, and I remember oh, seeing you like in the uh, '70s, and I wasn't sure if it was you or not. Was I on skates or on my bike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were on skates. Yeah, and then yeah, you mentioned you were like, oh, I did see you. Not that one. I saw you before. Four. and I was like oh man I should say something but then I'm like no that's gonna be kind of weird but <laughs> no not weird you know and you might be like you know I didn't know what type of person you are and you might be like hey you just like who is this weirdo talking to me like <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying but now definitely since cycling people on Strava come up to you and be like hey I follow you I'm like hey I follow you too Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I know the people, sometimes I don't, and I'm just happy that someone recognizes me, and I'm like, hey, this is great to see you, you know? So you're definitely right about that. People, like, even if you're not starting a YouTube channel, you start cycling and put your rides on Strava and put pictures, people will recognize you and say, hey, I follow you. And that's one of the things that I, I really do enjoy about the community of cycling is because, like you said, you know, I might not may not even see these people again but on Strava but it's just the like the acknowledgement like hey you're a real person in person you know yeah yeah (laughs) that's really cool Uh, people always say I'm shorter in person because um so people think I'm tall people think I'm like six six seven feet because the (laughs) camera is so high up above my eyes so people always think that I'm tall but I'm I'm five ten you know I'm like normal height so that's one thing. And then people are always like, wow, you're a lot bigger in person. Like mm-hmm. not, I guess not, I hope not that big, but like, you're not, you know, you're not a GC contender in the Tour de France either. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, I guess that's always something that people mention to me. They're like, you look a lot different in person or different than what I was expecting. Any last words before we wrap up? Um, I don't know. I, um, I, might get back into cycle vlogging now because of this. Hey, <laughs> I, I might so. get back. <laughs> yeah, I. There's been a lot of signs pointing me to get back to doing it. Yeah. So maybe I'll come out of retirement. We miss you on YouTube. <laughs> I, you know, I don't check my YouTube too often nowadays. But every now, every now and again, you know, like on Strava, like people comment on Strava, like, hey, good ride, or I hope you've been well, or, you know, one of the videos. So, I don't know. My, my last thoughts are just maybe I'll get back to cycle vlogging again and all that good stuff. All right. All right. I, well, I'll be checking, you know. <laughs> I'll put my notification on. Ah. <laughs> that see it's like every day there's some some kind of uh some kind of sign to get back on you know 
this is it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. Thank um, you for having me. Of course, I really appreciate it. And um, this is the Rolling With Tay podcast. I'm your host, Tasia, a.k.a. Tay, and thanks for listening. One more Rolling With Tay podcast? Well, follow on Instagram and Twitter at Rolling With Tay. Visit the blog, rollingwithtay.wordpress.com for more content, and be sure to sign up for the monthly newsletter. And lastly, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rolling With Tay.